you for tuning in to this power-packed podcast by David Oyelowo. Are you ready to take giant strides in your walk to success? Do you think you can achieve more within a shorter period? Well then, you're in the right place. This is Success Catalyst. We bring you world-based principles and practical wisdom needed to supercharge your growth and accelerate your success than you ever thought possible. If this is your first time joining us, kindly subscribe and hit the notification bell to receive updates when a new video is uploaded. Today on Success Catalyst, it's time to accelerate. Welcome to the Success Catalyst and happy new month to you. Thank you for tuning in once again. I am David Oyelaya. The flower fades, the grass withers, but the word of the Lord remains forever. I am very excited every week like this to have this golden opportunity to share God's wisdom and power with you. This word, just like many others, is going to bring strength, energy, vitality, and comfort to your, to your soul. And today, I want to continue the teaching series which I started a couple of days ago. What should I do when I don't know what to do? What should I do when I don't know what to do? Uh, we learned that the first thing to do when you were confused, bodied, and you don't know what to do is actually to do nothing, that is to, to rest. And I don't want you to misunderstand me. Rest is not exactly the same thing as doing nothing, especially when you're talking in a spiritual context. Rest is not exactly the same thing as doing nothing or being perceived. I'm only using the phrase do nothing in its literal sense, but today we are going to look at the word rest in its contextual and spiritual uh, sense or meaning. So I hope you are glad about that. Today we're going to start a reading or we're going to read some portion of scripture. I'll read the first scripture from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. It says, For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him. In the heavenly realm, because we are united with Christ Jesus, so we have been raised to be seated with Christ in heavenly places. And that heavenly place is not a place in heaven, that heaven is in Christ Jesus. So if Christ lives in you, it means that heaven lives in you. That's what it means. So this teaching is so crucial for us to misunderstand or overcomplicate it. The subject that I'm discussing with you is very important for us to misunderstand it or to over complicate it so talking about rest not necessarily doing nothing now like i said in the last episode like i said we're talking about the contextual meaning now about the spiritual meaning what does it mean to to rest what does it mean to rest like i said this subject is very 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 important when you check scriptures you will understand that this subject is very important and uh, this is the reason why I want to reinforce your understanding on this subject. So, let's define rest. Rest means to have confidence in. It means to lean on. It means to trust on or depend on and to trust whatever God has done. God has already done. And the life of faith, which is the life of the believer, the scripture says the just shall live by faith. The word live is from the Greek word um, Zohar from is from the Greek is the Greek word Zohar rather from Zohe. So the just he lives by uh, the just lives by faith. The just is preserved by faith. The just is nourished by faith. The just succeed by faith. The just is held by faith. The just prospers by faith. So faith is a, a life of rest, and we need to understand that. 
faith is a like life of um a life of rest when you claim to be a believer to believe in by faith it means that you are going to have a restful life a restful life faith is always evidence by rest see a man of faith is a person who has learned how to rest because the highest expression of faith is rest when you claim to trust god when you claim to believe in god you know the result is that it's going to produce rest in your life so when we truly trust god we will experience rest not only is faith expressed by resting how well we are how well we work or walk is determined how well we have rested if you have read this book by watchman named sit walk and stand one of the uh, one of the best books you know on christian maturity you know, he, he, he explained that the Christian life begins with uh, sitting, which is a position of rest, then walking, then standing, to walk worthy of the Lord and to and standing as to do more with warfare. But we are focusing, you know, on the first thing, which is resting. Because the first thing that a child learns how to do is to sit. When you give birth to a baby, the first thing that a chair, uh, that the child learns how to do is to learn how to sit, to learn how to rest. So according to God's word, rest is a law. Rest is a law. We saw that in the book of Exodus chapter 20, verse 8 to 11. I'll just paraphrase the scripture. It said, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. So it means we keep the Sabbath holy by resting. We keep the Sabbath day holy by resting. We keep the Sabbath day sacred by resting. So to God... The Sabbath day was very, very important to him that he said that they must not walk. Physically speaking, under the old covenant, but in the new covenant, it has more to do. It has more to do with uh, not walking physically. It's, it's a, it's, it has a spiritual meaning. That's a, a spiritual connotation, you know, of ceasing from our own dead works, relying on our own effort, but depending on God's power. So God's desire, God's desire has always been to give rest to whoever the trust in Him. But finding rest for our soul is not automatic. In fact, it is labor to enter into rest. And don't get me wrong when I said labor. Um, let us read the following scriptures. Uh, pick up your Bible. Let's read together in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. It says, Come to me, all you who are weary, and a burden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So here we see we have to learn and we have to find rest. It's a come, learn of me, then you will find. So we have to learn how to rest, we have to find rest. So Jesus invites us. To learn from him so that we can find rest for our soul so the process of of finding is the process of learning from him another scripture that is very very important is in hebrews chapter 4 verse 1 you see what i'm sharing with you it may look very spiritual but i believe that if you are going to deal with any challenge whatsoever in your life you have to understand this you have you know, any problem you want to settle with debt, you have a nagging husband, you have a wayward child. If you're going to solve any problem to the to his roots, you have to learn how to rest. So this is the reason why I'm sharing this with you. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1 says we must fear 
lest we come short of the promise of entering to God's rest, he says, we must fear, lest we come short of the promise of entering into God's entering into God's rest. Now, the word fear here in the Greek does not mean to be afraid or to have godly reference. The word fear here is actually a Greek word that literally means to be cautious, to be uh, diligent, to be aware or to be careful, to be cautious, to be careful. In other words, we must be careful. We must be cautious lest we come short of the promise of entering into God's rest. So we can see that the promise was given to the children of Israel, which is rest, but they could not enter it because of their unbelief. So is a word that means to be cautious, to be diligent. And when we read the scripture, it says that we should labor to enter into the rest. So the writer of Hebrews says we should labor to enter into the rest. And that labor is a labor of faith. It's, it's a labor in the word, in the word of God. So what did you notice after reading all these verses? Rest is God's promise to us. God worked for man so that man would enter into rest. And notice the scripture we read in Hebrews says, The Israel could not enter into God's rest because of their unbelieving heart. When you read Hebrews chapter 4, um, from verse 1 to 10, 14, you're going to see that. So when the Bible talks about labor to enter into rest, it's not talking about manual labor, physical exertion, self-effort. It's referring to the labor of faith. And rest is the greatest asset anyone, especially with body or going through some unpleasant situation, can have. See, you are not going to get to that place where you can make good decisions until you have learned to rest. Now, let us see another important scripture. We briefly look at that in the last episode. Let us take a deeper look at it again. That's in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. It says, We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Now, being seated is a picture and posture of rest authority, dominion, and power. And this is the best position or posture rather anyone can have that is to rest. Is a position of rest as a position of authority. Because the, when you rest, you sh- you're saying that you are in charge. The reason why people worry, why they are anxious, you know, they find difficult to 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 uh, to make decisions is because their heart, their mind, their soul is not in a position of rest. So when you bring your soul to the position of rest, you are bringing your soul to the position of order, to the place of authority, to the place of dominion. So to be seated also means to have a kingly or royal attitude. King seats. King seat. All the kings I know sit on their throne. You know, you really see a king just walking up and down and all that. No, most of the kings I know, they sit. Um, look at another beautiful scripture in Psalm 110 verse 1 to 2. It says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Underline the word until or till. We'll come back to that later. In Hebrew, the first Lord is in capital letter. It means Jehovah or Yahweh. And the second Lord is Hadunai. So it could be read as Yahweh or Jehovah said to my Hadunai, or the Father told Jesus to sit down 
at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. So it literally means that despite the fact that the enemies wasn't defeated yet, he said to him to sit down at his right hand until he makes the enemies his footstool. And I believe that's the same thing God is telling us today to sit down, rest until he deals with that issue, until he deals with that problem, until he deals with that challenge. God is asking us to have the dominion or a royal attitude irrespective of any crisis, troubles or situation you may be facing. So the last portion even reads, rule in the midst of your enemies. It's a rule in the midst of your enemies. So it means that God wants us to rule in the midst of our enemies. Now your enemies might not be uh, a person, it could be a problem, it could be some challenges, it could be some crisis, it could be anything. So in other words, God saying we can have dominion in times of crisis. We can have dominion in times of crisis. We can have, we can be in charge in times of tribulation. Rule in the midst of your enemy. Now, the reason why you can rest is because you know that God has placed all things under your feet and appoint, and he has appointed you to be the head over everything. You know, we can see that in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 20 to 23. He has given you, you know, to be the head over everything and he has brought all things under your feet. Everything is under your feet and you must know that that is the reason why you can you can sit, you can rest because he has given you everything. He has made you head over everything. He has made you head over every challenge. He has made you head over everything. You can see Ephesians chapter 1 verse 20. So God promised the Israelites to bring, you know, to bring them into a land flowing with milk and honey, which is rest according to Hebrews chapter 4. However, the promised land was inhabited by by giant. I think this is a this is a beautiful, uh, a beautiful story. We we can see that in Numbers chapter thirteen. Numbers chapter thirteen. We can see that story there. So he promised them he was going to you know take them from Egypt and take them to the land to the promised land that is flowing with milk and honey. But uh, the land flowing with milk and honey does not indicate that they were not uh, destruction or the presence of problems, which was. Uh, uh, typified by the giant present in that land. So we saw that the land was actually inhabited by giant from the tribe of Hanak or the Hanakims. So the Anakims or the Anaks were present in that land. They were present in that land. And there is something amazing here that I don't want us to miss. When we check the Hebrew meaning, Hebrew uh, names normally have um, spiritual and, and deep meaning. So when I check the word Anak, it actually means a chain or a neck chain. A neck chain. So it's a picture of a load or a burden that weighs you down. So it could be a picture of a load that weighs you down. So the children of Israel focus on the Anak. You know what Anak means now. Like many people today, they are focusing on their Anak, their problems, their challenges. The things that is preventing them from claiming the promises. And the way we can claim the promises of God is to be focused on the promises of God. Is to rest and to focus on the promises of God. Because God told them, see, I have given you the learn. See, I have given you the learn. See, I have given you the learn. But they were seeing the Anaks. And they were comparing the Anaks, you know, 
with the promises of God. So we can't enter into rest by focusing on the anarchies or by focusing you know, on our problems. So it's very, very important. Rest is very important. And that's one of the reasons why God wants us to have rest because when you are restless, you are going to be stressed. And even doctors have said that a lot of terminal disease, deadly disease, diseases are caused by lack of rest. In their own in, in, in their own term, they mean sleep, they mean physical rest, but spiritually speaking, it's, 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 it's much deeper. It's much deeper than that. So what happens when you rest? A lot of things happen when you rest. When you rest, you, 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 you position yourself to receive God's blessing. When you rest, you position yourself to make good decisions, not emotion-based decisions. You position yourself to align yourself with the will of God, with the Word of God. When you rest, you position, you position yourself to receive healing, to receive direction. When you rest, you also position yourself to hear the voice of God, to be led by the Spirit. Just like David says, it leads me beside the still water. So a lot of things happen when we rest. So, but let's look at a few scriptures in John chapter five, verse uh, John chapter five, verse eight. So I'm going to read scripture here. It's a powerful scripture. It's a story of a man who was afflicted for thirty-eight years. Read from verse one. Say afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holiday holy days. Inside the city near the ship gate was the pool of Bethsaida with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been healed for a long time, he asked him, Would you like to get well? <laughs> That's a funny question. Would you like to get well? But the truth is, some people don't actually like to get well. That's, that's funny. Verse 7 says, I can, sir. The sick man said, For I have no one to put me to the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, He's talking too much. Stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Take up your, pick up your mat and walk. In the King James Version, it says, Take up your bed and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up the sleeping mat and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath. Now, because this miracle happened on the Sabbath, the day of rest is actually uh, um, very important for us to observe exactly what happened there. Now, there are a lot of things written in scriptures that may not be literal, they may have deeper spiritual meaning. Now, when you notice the process of the healing of this man, Jesus said, Rise up, stand up, take up your bed, and walk. Or I think it should be, Rise up walk then take up your bed so that's so that's supposed to be the order of the statement but why did he say rise up take up your bed and walk because that bed can be a picture of sleep of relaxation of rest so the phrase take up your bed may actually have a spiritual meaning and i believe it's a picture picture of rest sleep or relaxation so jesus was saying to the man to relax or to rest so that he can be healed jesus is saying to that man to be rest conscious not problem conscious not sickness conscious so when we rest like i said a lot of things happen but one of those things that happen when we rest is that healing peace wholeness manifest in our bodies in our minds too 
As a matter of fact, the word healed and relaxed are linked in the Hebrew. The Hebrew word rafah, which also means to heal, also has one of its root definitions as to relax. So healing comes or manifests when you learn to relax. When God is asking us to meditate, what He's asking us to do is get into that position of relaxation. The position of meditation is the position of relaxation. And in John chapter 6, the following chapter, John chapter 6 verse 1, it says, After this, Jesus crossed over to the far side of the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Sea of Tiberias. A huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miracle sign as he healed the sick. Then Jesus climbed the hill and sat down with his disciples around him. It was nearly for the Jewish Passover, Passover celebration. Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, Where can we buy bread to feed all those people? Verse 6, he was testing Philip for he already knew what he was going to do. Philip replied, even if we work for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Then Andrew, Simon's Peter brother, spoke up. There is a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish, but what good is that with his huge crowd? Verse 10, we looked at this in the last episode. He said, tell everyone to see that. In other words, you're gonna, if you're going to receive blessing, provision, tell them to sit down. So Jesus said, tell everyone to sit down. So they all sat down on the grassy slope. The men alone numbered about 5,000. So the first instruction that Jesus gave to the disciples is that you need to let them sit down. This also may not be literal. It also have a spiritual meaning. Another scripture is in uh, Ruth chapter 3. This is also a powerful scripture in Ruth chapter 3 verse 1. It says, uh, Shall I not rest for thee that it may be well with you? Shall I not seek rest for thee that it may be well with you? You know, our natural inclination is that when it is well with you, then you can rest. When the problem is solved, then you can go to rest. But he says that let me seek rest for you so that it may be well with you. So you see, healing provision manifests when we rest. Guidance manifests when we rest. A lot of people want to take some decisions in their life. They are confused, but they have not learned to rest. They have not learned to calm their mind. They have not learned to calm their soul. You will never make a good decision if your decision is not coming from the position of rest. So God wants you to enjoy life even before the problem is solved. If you want to take a good decision, you will have to do what God asks you to do. And that means to rest. So Rest and watch how God works on your behalf. Let me share with you the final scripture today. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 1, the Bible tells us that Noah found grace in the sight of God. Noah found grace in the sight of God. How did Noah find grace in the sight of God? Was it because he was good? Was it because he was perfect? Was it because he had the best moral? Obviously not, because the Bible says all men have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He was not, he didn't find grace because he was good. Again, when we check the Hebrew meaning here, we see that the word Noah in Bible actually means rest. So if you're going to read that scripture again, you can say that rest found grace in the sight of God. And this is the first time that the word grace was mentioned. So it means that rest and grace coexist. Rest and grace work together. If you're going to see grace of God manifest your life, the expression of grace in your life, you have to learn to rest. Without rest, the blessings, the grace of God, the power of God, healing, wholeness cannot manifest in you. You can have peace without rest. You can have joy without rest. So this is very, very, very important. So if you want to find grace in your life, you want to experience grace in your life, 
you have to learn to wrestle. There is nothing that you should bother yourself about. There is nothing that you should bother yourself about. So you learn how to cast your cares on God. You know, the Bible tells us to cast our cares on Him. The word cast means to forcefully throw, you know, on, to forcefully throw on, just like you forcefully throw a load on a donkey. That's, that's what it means to forcefully throw a load of body. And that's why Jesus said, just invite us to come, all ye that are heavy, laden, or burden, and I'm going to give you rest. So which means that what you need is rest first. Not even a miracle, not even the problem uh, solved. What you need first is rest. So if you are confused, you don't know what to do, you uh, you are having, you know, doubt, double thoughts, and you're confused. The first thing is get your mind to the place of rest. And like I said, it's not automatic. You have to learn to do this. You have to participate. You have to cooperate, you know, with the Spirit of God to bring your soul to the place of rest. And when God can bring you to the place of rest, you will surely make good decisions. So, all right, this is where we're going to draw the curtain for today. I believe you were blessed by this teaching. So we're going to continue the teaching in the next episode. Before then, keep winning. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Success Catalyst. And we hope it was a blessing to you. Kindly tune in again same time next week. If you have any comments, testimonies, and want to partner with DOTM Global, visit us online at www.dotmglobal.com.ng or comment on our Instagram page at Success Catalyst TV. If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. We also encourage you to practice as you learn. This podcast was made possible by friends and partners of David Wilmer Teaching Ministries. Keep learning.